So uh, obviously there's a, you know, there's a theme, right? Um, no one can escape what we are currently going through. Um, the very fact that we're having to have this meeting uh, on Zoom is because of what we're going through, uh, because of the lockdown. Um, and uh, yeah, I think for anyone, it's, it's tough, right? There, there are aspects which are really, really hard. Um, I was uh, actually speaking to Marlon's mom before we started the sermon, and she was saying how she'd, um, she'd had uh, her domestic helper join her uh, in her house, living with her, because being single um, is just going to be so lonely. And I thought, wow, that's amazing that, you know, she's done that. But also, I'm not single. Uh, I, don't, I, don't have to, uh, I don't have to worry about uh, that. But I just thought, man, if I was, I think I'd be going out of my mind. I, I don't know what I'd be doing if I was locked up in my house on my own. Um, but it can be very depressing, this whole situation. And actually, I thought... I've been thinking this week about the fact that it doesn't need to be. Um, and that in our house, we're trying to kind of get the best of it. So I'm going to start with, um, uh, before we go to the next slide, Heinrich, um, I'm going to uh, just uh, get the kids involved here a little bit. Um, so if the kids are around, uh, whoever's got kids um, uh, with them that are participating in the service, then this is your chance. I can see Kaylin and Shanna, they're kind of outside today. I can see them waving. Um, I can see a few people there. I can see Jenna, Bailey. Um, I can see the Obi, uh, Obi's boys, uh, the Abuchi clan. Um, so I can see a few. I'm not going to mention everyone. There's a few people up in uh, Birmingham uh, that I can see. Uh, so, so I've got something just to kind of get the kids' brains um, uh, sort of working a little bit. Um, uh, well, first of all, can, can the kids quickly grab their Easter egg stash? Go grab all the Easter eggs you got this morning. Uh, we want to see it. We want to see if the Easter bunny was in lockdown or not. Oh, I see some up in Birmingham, some big ones. Oh, yes. Yeah, I see James has got loads. Yeah, oh, my girls, I know they had loads. They couldn't find them more. There were so many. I see Jenna's got some. Great stuff, guys. Great stuff. Okay, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear the Easter Bunny was not, was not in lockdown. So uh, you must have had special permission from the government to come around to all our houses today. Um, Hope he kept his distance. Um, yeah, make sure you wash your hands after picking up his eggs. No one knows if he's got it. Um, but I've got a, I've got a little riddle. This is, I say this is for the kids, but if the adults want to have a go as well, they're, they're welcome to. Um, you can post your answers in the chat uh, anytime during the service. Um, that'll keep Heinrich busy because he's the host. Uh, the riddle goes like this, right? How many Easter eggs can you put into an empty Easter egg basket? Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that again. How many Easter eggs can you put into an empty Easter egg basket? Right. So I'm going to leave that till the end. I'll come back to it at the end. I'll see who's got that right. 
Um, I hope everyone was able to hear that. Um, we're gonna, if we can go to the next slide, Heinrich, we're gonna, uh, I thought we'd have a bit of a lighthearted start, right? There are a million memes uh, around at the moment, um, but I picked just a couple that I thought were quite funny. Um, I thought there's been a few where, the, where, where people have shown teachers laughing at the parents because now we have to deal with teaching our kids. But there is a, a return uh, to the teachers which uh, says, going to feel bad for all the teachers next year who hear, that's not how my mom taught me to do it. Um, so uh, I can definitely see uh, our two girls telling, telling their teachers that. Um, and another one, uh, if we go to the next slide, uh, is this one, uh, if you like a good laugh at the Germans. Um, apparently Germany is now advising people to stock up on sausages and cheese. This is known as the Wurstkasse scenario. So a uh, bit of a cheesy joke there. Um, and then one for the kids with the Easter bunnies. Um, I'm not sure if anyone got one of those today, but uh, I would have loved to have had one of those. So yeah, so it's, um, it's important to laugh, right? It's, uh, it's important to, uh, you know, still be joyful during this time. It's important to remember that it's, it is tough, but it, it's not, it's not all doom and gloom. And um, there've been some amazing moments that have happened. Um, and I'm gonna show you just a few. I mean, there's been, there's been hundreds. If I'm, I'm not really on Facebook, so I don't get, you know, the streams of all this stuff, but Nicole, who is, has been telling me about loads of these things. Um, and so there's a, there was this one slide, the top left um, picture, as you can see it, is um, a street corner somewhere in South Africa. Um, and you can't see all, all four of them, but there are actually four people, one on each corner of the intersection, having a barbecue. So they're keeping their distance, but there are four brides going on and they're talking and, you know, across the street. And um, in the video clip, I mean, a car actually drives through their barbecue, obviously not the actual fire but between them all. So, um, you know, just, uh, it's not the sort of thing you'd see unless we had lockdown. Um, on the right hand side, we've got um, a, an image of what's been happening in Italy. And I think in other countries as well, where in that image, they put a old uh, movie, projected it onto someone's wall. And they, you can see just in the window, there's actually a couple dancing slow dancing, an elderly couple, and they're slow dancing there to the music of the movie. Um, and also people have been doing their own concerts from their balconies, where the whole, um, uh, the whole apartment block starts to join in and, and sing with them. Um, it's been incredible to see that kind of spirit that people have got uh, um, in this situation. And obviously back home we know um, you know, what we've been doing on a Thursday night at eight o'clock is everyone's been going outside and clapping for the NHS. Um, and we did it on the first week. We actually, um, we, we didn't realize it was going on every week. So we missed the second week, but then we did it again this week. And it was just 
incredible just listening to people shouting and cheering and clapping and you know there's a real real unity at the moment which has just been incredible to witness um i will get to some some uh, spiritual stuff soon um we can go to the next slide Heinrich. so um uh, actually, sorry, go, go, go back to the last slide. I forgot to mention a few things. Obviously, I put um, those images on, and I could have put more, but th there's been other things as, as well that have happened. That, that I saw a, a video of a guy who started dating. He met and started dating a girl from the opposite apartment block. And how he did that was he saw her dancing, and then waved at her and said hi and all that sort of stuff. Sent his number to her via his drone. So he taped his number on the drone, sent it to her. Then she sent him a, uh, a text back. And then they had a, um, a dinner across the road, kind of in their apartment blocks together. Um, but not together, if you know what I mean. Um, and then eventually he bought himself a, um, like one of those orb balls where he could get himself into and he could walk across the road because he was now completely covered and actually meet her face to face um, and give her some flowers. So uh, yeah, it was just amazing uh, the things that people are doing because of lockdown. Um, and so we think it's all bad, but actually there's a lot of good that's going on, um, which has been incredible to see. Um, if we go to the next slide, Heinrich. Um, so this is our family, right? This is what we've been up to. Um, so uh, the top two slides, we've hosted the 2020 Commonwealth Games um, between South Africa and England only. Um, the, the games was the game called Farkle. I don't know if anyone's played that before. You play with dice. So uh, we played against my in-laws um, over Zoom. And it was, I can't tell you how much we laughed. It was so funny. Um, it's basically like a sort of a gambling game to see how many points you can score with each dice throw. And, but eventually you can go bust um, if you get too greedy. Um, and I, can, I can't tell you, it was so much fun. And the funny thing is, I've been living away from my family and my in-laws for 13 years. And not once had I thought of doing this. So it's amazing. It took lockdown for me, for our family to think, oh, we could do this actually. And this could actually be great fun. Uh, so that was good. Um, then on the bottom right, uh, every couple of days or so, our family goes on a virtual safari on YouTube. Um, it's free to anyone. You just go onto YouTube, type in Wild Earth. Um, and in the morning and the afternoons, they do a game drive, like a safari that you would go on. And you may see nothing, you may see lots. They're three hours long. Um, so you need a bit of patience. Um, but it's great. It's been, it's been exciting to, to do that sort of stuff. And then lastly, at the bottom left, there's Shanna um, going, uh, you know, doing her gymnastic stuff. She's actually stood on an old, war um it's not a bunker it's like a i can't remember what they called but basically it's a concrete block which um you'd stay in and you'd shoot from the inside 
uh, and they're just across the road from where we live. Um, and we have a fantastic view from there. So we climbed on top of it yesterday after our cycle. And then Shanna started doing all sorts of funny gymnastics moves. But it was a kind of nine kilometer cycle. So we've been doing a lot of cycling. Uh, Shanna and I go running once a week now. Um, we've been doing, as I said, the virtual safaris, um, puzzles. Shanna does indoor gym sessions every afternoon, Monday to Friday. Um, we're, we're able to spend more time with our girls doing things like their quiet time. So we're, we're able to help them more with that. Um, homeschooling, learning how to homeschool. We're doing awesome movie nights with our kids. Um, lots of baking. They, where we live, they've put up teddy bears. And I think that's actually, this is probably nationwide, isn't it? But people have got teddy bears in their windows and rainbows painted. And we go around hunting for them. Uh, on a sort of every second day on our trip to the shops so it's been it's been great to uh to actually do some of these things and a lot of these things we wouldn't do if we weren't locked down um and so that may that's kind of changed my thinking about what we're going through so to start off with i've got three questions um i'm going to go through them one by one uh, i'm going to try and read out some of your responses um so please reply on the chat um the first question is uh is this right um what has been the hardest to let go or give up during the lockdown so you got one item right just just tell me one item or it doesn't have to be a thing a, a physical item could be other stuff but um yeah let us know what what you've what you've missed um, or what's been hardest during the lockdown. Um, I know for me, and I think possibly a few parents will relate to this. Actually, we've got some, got some answers coming in already. Right. Okay. Not seeing family and close friends. Okay. Not being able to hug my friends. Okay. That personal contact. Um, yeah, so people not being able to play outside with their friends. Well, so we've got just family. Um, Camilla and Kate say not seeing their friends, so similar to, to others. Um, right, what else have we got? Games, wow, it's, it's, there's a very common theme here, right? Not being able to see our moms our parents, our families, yeah. Elliot, missing Emily. Sorry, bud, that must be hard. I do feel for you guys. Definitely, I do feel for you. Um, going on holiday, okay, yeah, we're missing out on our holidays, yeah. Um, not being able to jump in the car. Well, I mean, you can, Phil, you can still jump in your car, you're just not allowed to go anywhere. Um, so yeah, okay, just the freedom not to be not to think of viruses. Okay, yeah, that's a deep point. Um, yeah, not being able to go see your family if they're living overseas. Um, yeah, missing all the Easter fun. Okay, those are some great. Those are some great ones. I'm sorry, I haven't. Uh, James says school. Wow. 
Great. That's uh, I wasn't expecting that one. Go, James. Um, I think my kids are still they're still in the novelty side of this. Right, it hasn't quite worn off. They still, you know, I think when they have to go back to homeschool, they'll start missing school again. Um, Sunday meals in the pub for Marlon, right? Nice. So we know what he does on a Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. Coffees with people, shopping. <laughs> pub. Okay, awesome. Great. Thanks, guys. That's really, really great answers. Thank you. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I, there have been there have been some this week, uh, beginning of the week. I particularly struggled with a bit of cabin fever, um, and just struggling with the the schedule and trying to teach my kids. And um, the thing I found hardest is not something I've missed, but the thing that has been revealed to me is how hard it is to be patient with my kids. That that has been the thing that's been really tough i i found myself being much shorter with them um getting impatient with them and so that that has been the thing that's been revealed to me uh that's the thing about my character that i can see where i'm like man i've got to grow in this i've definitely got to learn to be a bit more patient with my kids it's kind of like we've expected them to have to grow up over like in the in the two weeks basically um so uh yeah so that's been that's been tough um for me at least i've found that hard and so you know that affects the kids it affects me uh affects nicole um as well um and you know one thing i am really grateful for though has been the weather that at least the kids can go outside and we're not it's not pouring with rain and freezing and so we at least can go outside in our gardens Right, next question. Um, when the lockdown is all over, what will you miss about the lockdown? Okay, so we've just discussed like, what do you, what's the thing that you hate about it? Um, but what's the thing that you're gonna miss about it? It's a bit of an odd one, I know. Um, no traffic, yeah. Waking up later, sleep, rest not having to do the school run. Um, the slow pace of life, being with family, sleeping 12 hours or more. Um, we'll miss our Zoom services, bed lines, a lot of lying in is going on, that's for sure. Yeah, hearing nature, I love that one. Uh, lunches together uh, that for us has been awesome just eating together as a family every meal has been great um uh daily walks and exploration of the forests yeah close to close to us um spending the time with the kids um lack of pressure lack of stress um yeah having family around uh, just doing spontaneous stuff. Okay. Lots of free time. Okay, cool guys. Those are, those are great. Um, online schooling, the community spirit. Well, let's hope that doesn't end. Let's hope that doesn't end. Um, uh, many hours of riding my bike. So that's 
I think that's what I'm going to miss. I've been able to just go out and ride and take my whole family. We found awesome places, just stuff that we just didn't even know was like two minutes down the road from us. We've been exploring and finding and it's been incredible. Um, so, so I've loved that aspect of it. And I'm definitely going to miss the meals with my family, like at lunchtime or quite often I miss being at dinner with my, with my family because I'm home late. Um, and I think one thing I'm worried about is that after lockdown, the world's going to have this idea that we need to catch up and we need to work harder and it's going to be even more manic than it was before. Uh, I know in my, in the, you know, my world in Formula One, they're talking about cramming 18 races into five months at the end of the year, um, which if you work out how many weekends there are, that's about, there's about a one weekend break or two weekends break in that time. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how they're really planning to do it. But I can imagine that people will, it's not going to be good for us. Um, so lastly, right, last question. What victories have you had during the lockdown? So as, the, as everything comes in, I'm going to... Uh, so I'll share for me, um, uh, losing weight. Wow, I'm surprised to hear that. I feel like I live in my fridge at the moment. I just, I can't stop going back to the fridge. Um, so I'm struggling to keep losing weight. Um, okay, doing a lot more walking, getting fitter. Yep doing special detox diets. Okay, there's a lot of health stuff going on here. Um, potty training, Harvey. Go, Harvey. Um, more time virtually with family. Yeah, baking cakes online. Um, proper DIY. Okay. Um, potty training for Jake and Max. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. Um, right. Lamar says getting fit, uh, meeting neighbors in WhatsApp groups. Yeah. Um, still have the church services and see sisters. Okay. Um, teaching the boys to cook and bake. Come on, Abuchis. That's good stuff. Um, so I think I was thinking for me, um, cleaning the garden. Okay, that's not mine, so that's Simon Evans, teaching students over the internet. Okay, good stuff, guys. Great stuff. Thank you. So I think for me, getting a little bit deeper than some of the others, um, the big victory for me has been being able to be grateful during this time. Um, and this is kind of a spiritual discipline that um, I think everyone could do well to, to you know, think about, to just just try and imagine how you can be grateful in this time. I, I mean, I've heard stories of, I, I'll talk about Reinhardt actually, you didn't know I was gonna say this, but he actually got a job pretty much at the start of lockdown or almost within lockdown, which is kind of unheard of. Um, I mean, it's incredible to think how God is still looking after us. You know, as the world shuts down, we think, oh, this is a, this is a total disaster. But I mean, I had my salary 
and our income cut in half, basically. And yet I've still found that I'm just grateful that I've got an income and that, you know, we have to make changes, but I'm still grateful um, that, that I haven't lost my job uh, um, as some, some people have. And so I think for me, that's the one thing I've, I've walked away with is that just having that gratitude um, for the situation. So how does this all tie into Easter? Um, how does this tie into the sermon today? So I just got, I don't have many big points here. Um, but what I do want to share is if we turn to Hebrews 12, verse 13, or sorry, 12, verse 1 to 3, you've got it in front of you. Um, there's a scripture about, you know, that G obviously Jesus had to go endure the cross. Um, but look, look what it says about this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I've highlighted in blue the part that I want us to focus on. Um, and for me, the, the real sort of thing that I took away from here is just there was a joy that Jesus had through going, uh, even though he had to go through the cross, there was the result of this, which brought great joy. Um, and, you know, it's not easy when you're in the midst of a trial to look past it and see the joy that is before you, right? And that is really one of our challenges that, as we have today is to look at the example of Jesus and say, hey, why, why did he go to the cross? What, why, why did he want to save us? What, what, was, what was his motivation? And it's clear to us that his motivation, he had some joy that saving us was a delight to him. Obviously, there were other things, but in terms of, you know, talks about him sitting at the right hand of God. But the truth is Jesus came from heaven where he was with God. So I think the motivation that, that Jesus had, the joy he had, was us, that we could be saved. And I think that's incredible that, that you know, the God we serve, uh, the Jesus we follow, that as he was going on the cross, there was still this joy he was looking forward to, that we would be redeemed. It wasn't something that, he wasn't joyful that we were going to, you know, change ourselves and suddenly be perfect ourselves, or we were going to do great things and he would be, you know, great, the message got through to them. That wasn't the joy. The joy wasn't about what we were going to do. The joy was what he was going to do for us and what it meant for us and what, what it would give us. Um, and I, you know, at times I, I forget that. I think it's easy for us to, to preach the message that, you know, Jesus went to the cross and, you know, think about how he had to suffer for you. And, you know, you're just a wretched sinner and you sent him to the cross and you should feel shame and guilt. But the truth is that, there was a joy that Jesus felt by going to the cross and the result it would bring. It was painful. It was horrible. He didn't enjoy it at the time, but it brought him joy thinking that 
what would happen to us. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's something that's really worth us paying attention to, you know, that as we're in lockdown now, you know, we should be thinking about what are the joys we're going to have, have learned through this experience, right? What are we going to take away with us? Not just what are we going to be grateful we, it's gone, but what are the things we're learning? What is life going to be like afterwards? What, what will change about our attitudes? And if we go on to the next scripture, this is one, obviously, one of my favorite scriptures. When it comes to understanding just Jesus' heart on the cross, you know, it wasn't one of, you know, God, make these guys feel guilty and I'm angry with them. And it was one of compassion at a time where these guys were ripping him to shreds and mocking him. And, you know, we can read in Luke 23, verse 32 to 38, says two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others. Let him save himself. He is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. And that notice wasn't there because they genuinely believed he was the king of the Jews. It was, it was to mock him. Um, and so we see, we see what Jesus' attitude is like, even while having abuse held at him. He is asking God to forgive us to forgive the soldiers that were there, to forgive the, the religious leaders who put him in that position. And, and it really helps to understand that God was, Jesus was in it for us. He was, while hanging on the cross, asking God to forgive us. You know, in the midst of the pain, there was no anger. There was no, um, you know, look what you guys have done. There was no blame. He was just focused on the thing that would bring him the joy, which is that forgiveness for us, that we would have a relationship with him. And he was willing to go through his own isolation, as it says later um, in some of the other Gospels, that he was forsaken. You know, when he, when he died, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was isolated from God. And then his body was put into lockdown as it was put in the tomb so that they could make sure that the disciples wouldn't steal his body back to kind of circumvent some sort of resurrection. And so they posted soldiers outside his uh, tomb and made sure it absolutely wouldn't happen. And fortunately, we know that it was the power of God that didn't matter what the Romans, what the religious leaders were going to do, God's power came through and Jesus was resurrected. And that is what we're here to celebrate today. Easter is a day of celebration, not a day of guilt. It's not a day of thinking, how bad am I? But about how grateful we are for what Jesus has done. And we can celebrate that. We can be extremely joyful that we, we serve and love a God like that. I'll tell you a little quick, funny anecdote story from yesterday as we, as we finish up here. Um, but yesterday, um, 
my, my girls, they were eating Rice Krispies uh, for breakfast. And they, they have a pretty bad habit of just leaving like a few Rice Krispies in the bowl um, on the edges and stuff. And if anyone knows about Rice Krispies and milk, I'm not really sure why the construction industry hasn't started figuring this out, that if you want the most, the best cement in the world, it is Rice Krispies and milk. And if you just give it about an hour, they absolutely cement themselves to the bowl. And it, it takes like, it takes so long to get them off. Like you try and pick them off and you can't even get them off. They're just absolutely cemented there. And uh, so I was, Shanna had put a bowl in the sink and left all these Rice Krispies there. And this is something we've been saying for like years, like, when you take a bowl to the sink, can you just rinse that, rinse it out, please? So uh, I asked her to do it, and obviously she was struggling because they were cemented on, and she couldn't get them off. So, so I said to her, I said, it's fine, Shanna, I'll do it, but you're going to stay here next to me, and you're going to watch me suffer while I, I take these off, right? You stay there, you're going to watch me suffer. And then I started picking them off, and she watched me, and obviously I'm, you know, it was a bit of sort of tongue in cheek, but it was very much turning myself into the martyr, like, because of what you've done, look what I have to do. And, um, and it's funny, you know, because I mean, obviously, it was a bit of a joke, it was a bit lighthearted. Um, but man, thank goodness, we don't serve a God who was like that. It was like, look, because of what you've done, look what I have to do. Um, and so I think as we, we finish on that thought, you know, we can um, uh, take the bread and the wine at this time and uh, I'll pray for it. But guys, I hope you've, um, I hope you've enjoyed the sermon today. Um, I think ultimately what I want to, the message I would like you to take away is that, you know, there's no, there's no victory without a battle. There's no, there's no victory without some sort of challenge. Um, if something gets gifted to you in your lap, it's a gift. But if you have to fight for something, then you have a victory worth, worth celebrating. Um, and, and Jesus had that victory. He fought for us. And so it's worth us celebrating today. Um, so let us, uh, let us bow our heads and let's pray for the bread and the wine um, at this time. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for uh, just the incredible God that you are, the incredible plan you had from the beginning of uh, time uh, to save us, Father, to have a relationship with us. Father, I pray that we can rejoice just in what you did, Father, that Jesus is risen, um, and that, Father, there was a joy that he had in dying for us. Maybe not at the time. It was difficult. It was hugely challenging. It was painful, Father, but it led him to a place of joy uh, that he could have a relationship with us. Father, I pray that we can share in that joy, that we can share the same joy that he has for us, uh, that we can have that joy with you and, and Jesus Christ. I pray for this bread. Um, thank you that your son, Jesus, gave his body on the cross to die for us. Father, we pray for the wine, which represents his blood, that he was prepared to share for us, Father, and that there was no, no cost too great uh, for us, Father, and we appreciate that. Uh, pray this in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.